I don't know if we're supposed to offer prayers for Joe Biden or not. I mean, for COVID, yes, but cancer. I, welcome. It's it's Eric Erickson here. Eric Erickson's show. I'm just I'm I'm a little bit befuddled by our president. The phone number is eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. If you wish to be a part of this here program, uh, the president. I this is just bizarre. He says he has cancer. The White House scrambled and said, no, 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 no. He was referring to skin cancer years ago, but that's not what he said. This whole bizarre thing about um, in the first frost and the oil, on just listen. Not very much unlike where I grew up in a place called Claymont, Delaware, which has a more oil refineries than Houston, Texas had in its region just across the line in Pennsylvania. And all the prevailing winds were our way. I just lived up the road. I just in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware and just up the road to a little school I went to, Holy Rosary Grade School. And because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't, for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. But that's the past. And we're going to get, we're going to build a different future. Uh, um, Y'all, the President of the United States has COVID. But the president of the United States says he has, present tense, cancer. The White House says he does not have cancer. The White House says he meant he had cancer, skin cancer. Oil does not cause skin cancer unless you're slathering baby oil all over you and standing in the sun that could cause skin cancer i have some scars on my body from where skin cancers had to be cut off when i was a kid you know the when i was i don't i i shouldn't go there um but putting on suntan oil instead of sunscreen um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I, I really, I don't, I don't know. Um, I put on suntan oil thinking I was putting on sunscreen. It burned me to a crisp. I got blisters on my shoulders that went down my arms. It was, it was awful. Uh, got sick, got fever. It was awful. Um, and I'm dealing with it to this day. I got freckles everywhere and, and I've had to have some skin cancers taken off of me. Um, just repeated exposure. Grew up in a desert. Grew up in a desert. I uh, got sunburned uh, more than once. I don't know that I even knew there was a thing such as sunscreen when I was a kid. Um, and got skin cancers. They've been taken off. I am totally fine. Joe Biden is as well. He got skin cancer. Uh, being exposed to oil does not give you cancer. And the president of the United States said he has, in the present tense, cancer. Why? 
One, let's just not dance around this issue. Joe Biden is a serial fabulist. Joe Biden once said that he got into the Naval Academy. He did no such thing. He has plagiarized from other people. Joe Biden is a fabulist, always has been a fabulist. Joe Biden tells stories. He tells stories to enhance the impact of what he's telling people. I tell stories too. Now, mine are based in reality. Joe Biden's are based in whatever is up the dark recesses of his backside. Um, and I, I don't understand how you stand up as president of the United States and tell people you have cancer when you don't. As someone whose wife has cancer, I just can't for the life of me understand why the president would tell the world he has cancer when he doesn't. Nor can I understand how the American media has just moved on from it as if it never happened. There is a growing sense of things, even within the Democratic Party, that something is not right with the man. Something is off. More and more Democrats are noticing something is off with the president of the United States. They're willing to talk about it. It's not that they didn't notice it before. It's that they're willing to talk about it now. That's the issue here. They're willing to talk about it now. Joe Biden's disapproval rating is now at an all-time high. Again, his disapproval or his approval rating is at an all-time low. Rasmussen has him at 36. Reuters has him at 36. Economist has him at 40. Quinnipiac has him at 33%. Politico has him at 38. NPR has him at 36. Fox has him at 40. CNBC has him at 36. You know, the uh, and the New York Times has him at 33. Interesting. Quinnipiac and the New York Times both have him at 33%. Uh, where is the CNN poll? The CNN poll had him at 38%, and I don't see the CNN poll in the Real Clear Politics average. Doesn't matter. He's at an all-time low, again, in approval. His approval is 36.8% of the Real Clear Politics average. His disapproval is at 57.5%. Uh, that's bad. In the 538 polling, let's see where the 538 polling has the President of the United States because it's not good there either. He's at 37.4% approval in real in 538. He's at 368 in real clear politics, he's at 57.2 disapproval. In 538, he's at 57.5%. So basically, 57% of Americans, regardless of how you look, say, I'm sorry, um, we're not actually fans of the President of the United States. Let me give you the approval number from the real clear politics average. 36 from Rasmussen, 36 from ARG, 36 from Ipsos, 38 from YouGov, 38 from Morning Consult, 41 from Echelon Insights, 31 from Quinnipiac, 38 from Morning Consult last week. None of these are great polling numbers. Even Heart Research, the Democratic polling firm, has him at 36%. And he's on stage telling people he has cancer. Um, we're about to see a panic set in among the Democratic Party. There's just no way around that. A panic 
is going to set in. As I explained to you guys in the last hour, Democrats are playing to their base. They're trying to turn out their base, and they will turn out a good portion of their base. Don't, don't, don't kid yourselves. There were more Republicans willing to vote against the GOP because Donald Trump, frankly, was shaking up and realigning the Republican Party. Many of those Republicans still call themselves Republican, but in reality, they're Democrat. They were pro-abortion socially liberal Republicans who are now perfectly at home in the Democratic Party. They're overwhelmingly white and they're perfectly home at home in the Democratic Party. The problem is there are more and more Democrats who feel alienated by the president. I want to replay this clip for you because I think it's very important for you to hear from Van Jones, who keeps his pulse on the black community. Yes, I played this a little while ago, but yes, listen to this. And I think for uh, African-American voters in particular, there's a special heartbreak because, first of all, the pain is more intense. Uh, you know, the, the rising uh, gas prices, food prices, it's really walloped the black community in a particular way. And But the hopes were so much higher. And so you have a community that came out in huge numbers in 2018, huge numbers in 2020, expecting things to get a lot better. And instead, economically at least, it didn't come true. It, it got worse. And so you're going through a summer now of real heartbreak with black voters. The polls show that. And uh, I think Biden's got to take it very seriously. Yeah, you're going through real heartbreak. And what is Biden caring about? He's caring about transgender issues. He's caring about abortion issues. He's caring about uh, climate issues. And it's the economy that affects these people. Joe Biden went and declared a client. Well, he, he stopped short of the climate emergency. And this has actually frustrated some of the Democrats that he, he pulled his punch. Biden was going to go declare a climate emergency and embrace executive powers and executive action. And he pulled his punches. He's going to expand offshore windmills. That's basically what he's going to do. Uh, increase some level of subsidies uh, for, for people who are making battery-powered cars. He's going to incentivize companies uh, engaging in, in more electric vehicles. He's going to work to improve the power grid. Okay, but nobody really cares about that stuff right now. Nobody really cares about that stuff. And when he gives his speeches, he steps on his words, he muddies things up, he tells things that aren't true. And it, it's this is all a problem for the Democrats because you can't believe the president. You can't know if he's telling the truth. He's a fabulist. And there's going to be a revolt within the Democratic Party. Y'all can see it happening. You can see it building. The frustration of the Democrats. The you know Jim Messina. Jim Messina. He he said that that I I played that list, that quote from him. Well, look, it's a very important issue. And if you look at polling, it can be a little misleading. You look at it and say, oh well, climate change isn't one of the top issues. But then you look at the actual numbers, and climate change is now the number one issue for voters under 30 years old. Okay, we don't have to play the rest of that clip, just climate change, the number one issue for voters under 30 years old. For voters under 30 years old, according to the New York Times poll, 94% of them want someone other than Biden to be president of the United States. What matters more for them, their number one issue, or the fact that 94% of them want Biden gone? You really think those people who want Biden gone are going to come save the Democrats, save Joe Biden? No, they aren't. 
And when the president gives these muddied statements about, well, at the first frost, we had to turn on our windshield wipers to get the oil off the windshields, and I've got cancer because of it, nobody knows what the word salad the man is saying. There's something mentally wrong with the president of the United States. You can only dance around it so much. The man is about 80 years old. He's worn out. We now know he has COVID. He's had a whirlwind travel for so many weeks. They had to postpone one trip because he was too exhausted from the last trip. And now the second trip, he was worn down and got COVID from a fist bump. And he not only can't tell the truth, he can't tell reality from fantasy. The Democrats are about to start panicking. Now, what does that panic look like? What does the panic of the Democratic Party look like? I can tell you what it involves. And I regret to inform you, part of it is violence. Folks, the signature hymn sheets from Bowling Branch are a bestseller for a reason. They use the highest quality threads on earth for a superior softness, a better night's sleep. The sheets are made with threads so luxurious, three U.S. presidents love them. They feel buttery to the touch. They're super breathable. Now, here's the thing. I can tell you this from personal experience. Every time you wash the sheets, they get softer. You know, people worry about thread counts for sheets. You need to worry about the quality of the threads. Bowling Branch uses fantastic ones. You can just feel them and they get softer and softer over time. They're very, very breathable for the summer, but they also have a good weight for the winter. They help you sleep well at night. They're not so light that you feel like nothing's on you. They They're the perfect weight. They're the perfect sheet from Bolin Branch. You'll immediately feel the difference with their iconic signature sheets. Right now, get 20% off site-wide during the annual summer event happening now only at BolinBranch.com. It's their best offer of the year before the holidays, so you need to act now. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com for 20% off site-wide phenomenal deal with phenomenal product. I'm telling you, we use them in our house long before I was a broadcast reader. We use Bowling Branch. You should too. BowlingBranch.com for 20% off sidewide. Hello there. It's Eric Erickson here. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, First Liberty can help your business grow. If you need access to large loans like $750,000 and up, First Liberty, that's who you want to do business with. They can help you get to know, to yes, where banks are telling you no. FirstLibertyGA.com. Get their contact info there and tell them I sent you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Now, let's see here. Um... I want to go to John. John, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How are you? Hey, early in the week, you were good. How are you doing? Good. Early in the week, you were talking about Herschel Walker and the media's concern that he may not be, I would say, stable enough to run for U.S. Senate. I was wondering how you you would compare Herschel Walker to another local Georgia congressman, we thought that if we put too many troops on the island of Guam, the island would literally tip over. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean that that's that's kind of the issue here. Listen, um, I think that the Walker situation can be manageable with the right team around him, and it looks like they're doing a good job of trying to put the right team around him. Uh, I think 
that the uh, Warnock people understand they don't have this in the bag, there's still a problem. I think the okay. national media in Georgia uh, tends to have a, a jaded view and, and the local press tends to be a little better at realizing that Walker can still pull this off. So what do you think it will take for him to pull it off? Uh, you know, uh, Biden at 35% in Georgia, uh, where he is right now, I, I think you can have enough people do that. Now, I, I will tell you that there is internal polling within the Republican Party that shows kind of a split, um, that, that there are independent voters in the metro Atlanta area are going for a Warnock right now. But, you know, the, the Walker ad campaign and the RNC ad campaign against Walker has, or against Warnock has not even started. So Warnock's running all these I Love Puppy ads around the state, and no one's called him out on his own record. He's got a voting record now, a record he did not have when he ran the first time, and his record is decidedly progressive. His record is pro-abortion. His record is pro-illegal immigration. His record is pro-high taxes. His record is anti-oil uh, exploration and high energy prices. Uh, it's just he's got a bad record, and no one's called him out on that record yet. We now have, I mean, the ad writes itself. Raphael Warnock has been in office for two years now. He told Georgia he would vote for Georgia's interests. How did Raphael Warnock vote? He voted for the Hollywood elite. He voted for the anti-life cause. He voted with illegal immigrants and refused to secure the border. Raphael Warnock voted for high taxes on American families and voted to spark massive inflation through massive government spending. Raphael Warnock says he loves puppies. Unfortunately, he hates you. The ad writes itself, people. The ad writes itself. Raphael Warnock voted for high taxes and to make abortion regular, on demand, and all over. He ignored Georgia farmers while running ads saying he cared about them. But instead, he gave big spending Hollywood liberals and Chuck Schumer their entire agenda. Raphael Warnock voted to cause inflation and now blames Georgia businesses for it. Raphael Warnock, he may love puppies, but he hates Georgia. I mean, come on. It works. Let's do one more here. These are all off the top of my head. Raphael Warnock voted to spin big in Washington, driving up the national debt and sparking inflation. And what's Raphael Warnock's solution? Spend more money, the very thing that caused inflation to begin with. Raphael Warnock wants open borders, open access to abortion, and wants to punish Georgia's families and businesses with high prices, high gas, and high inflation. Raphael Warnock wants you to know he loves puppies. But Raphael Warnock sure hates you. I mean, come on. This isn't that hard to do, and no one's done it yet. You start talking about his record, his actual voting record. Raphael Warnock told us to send him to Congress, and he would take on big business, and he would take on government, and he would fight for Georgia's families. Now he's there. What's his record? Driving up inflation, big government spending, abortion on demand, and open borders. Raphael Warnock told you he would have your back. The only backs he has are those of illegal aliens, criminals, and the Biden administration. Raphael Warnock, he loves puppies. He just hates you. I mean, y'all, just take on his record. 
Don't even have to make it about him personally. Raphael Warnock may love puppies, but he sure hates you. Raphael Warnock, he wants you to know he loves puppies, but he's making your life miserable. Take on his record. Nobody's done that yet. And the Walker campaign, I assure you, they're going to start doing that very soon. Hi there. It's Eric. Uh, Y'all, the the president says he's doing fine. He released a video a short time ago uh, from the Truman balcony, just making sure everybody knows that he's fine. And the White House wants you to know he's so busy, he didn't even finish his breakfast. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. But I've been double vaccinated, double boosted. Symptoms are mild. And and I really appreciate your inquiries and your concerns. But I'm doing well. Getting a lot of work done. Going to continue to get it done, and uh, and in the meantime, thanks for your concern and keep the faith. It's going to be okay. Now, listen. I just I want to replay some audio from the um, town hall Joe Biden had after he became president sometime in in February. Did a CNN town hall, and he said this: the the various shots that people are getting now cover that they you're okay you're not going to you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations yeah that you know can we all acknowledge i i wish we could and i don't know that we can i wish we could all acknowledge that the level of, of skepticism and conspiracy theorizing and the like uh, has a basis in all the things the government told us about COVID and the vaccine that they never came back and said, oops, are bad. They told us, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, Joe Biden on stage at a CNN event, even people in the Trump administration said, you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Overwhelmingly, even now, you're not. That's something we miss. Uh, I talk to a lot of infectious disease specialists, and they're really frustrated with the way we talk about it because overwhelmingly, even now, if you're a healthy person younger than 60 and you have the COVID vaccine, you're probably not going to go. It doesn't mean you're not going to get it, but overwhelmingly, people aren't going to get it. I have been exposed repeatedly and have not gotten it that I know of. Maybe I've gotten it and it was just asymptomatic. Uh, My buddy, Rich McCormick, he's going to be in Congress next year. He's up in the 6th Congressional District, which, I mean, the Republicans are just going to win it. It's designed for GOP win. He's an emergency room doctor. He says he's never, never tested positive for COVID. He's probably gotten it. He just never had symptoms. And and he says probably got it and just, I mean, no symptoms, no tests, no tests, uh, no reason for concern. And and I, I agree and I, I guess I'm in the same boat. My kids have had it. My wife has had it. My in-laws have had it. My parents have had it. Uh, my brother-in-law had it. I sat next to him for a prolonged period of time over a couple of days before Christmas. I have never tested positive for COVID. And now, I'm, I mean, I've had the vaccine. I've, I've, I've gotten the booster shot. I think I would test for the antibodies now. So there's no reason to try to test, but I, I, maybe I've got it. But I don't have any symptoms. You know, I've been traveling for the last week, and I thought maybe I've got it. My chest has been a little tight. I've been a little congested, and it, nope, don't have it. Um, it's just from being in the mountains and then coming back and getting reused to being here as opposed to uh, 9,000 feet for so long. But so much of what the government did, and, and listen, I, I want to be clear here, and I know some people, you, you, you bought into to the stuff you've seen online. The data really did change. 
the virus really did evolve. And it has evolved at this point to a highly transmissible mild virus. When it was harder to transmit the alpha and the beta variants, it was a far more deadly disease. And now, the, these Omicron variants that we got, the various spinoffs, they transmit very easily, but they don't cause a very big infection. And if you are vaccinated, then you're less likely to succumb at all. And if you do get it, it's less likely to be severe. And if it is severe, there are far more treatments than were available. And my frustration, my really, I, I am frustrated, is the fear scenarios from the media. I, I want to give you uh, another example of a fear scenario from the media. The media would like you to know that today a canyon of fire is hitting the world. The canyon of fire. It's a solar storm. A massive solar wind has ripped off a canyon of fire filament on the sun. It's hurtling towards the earth and will make impact today. The canyon of fire. Guess what? Not expected to cause any problems. Going to be a mild solar storm. Does a canyon of fire hurtling through space towards Earth sound like it's no big deal? Because the media sure as hell plays it up as a massive deal, and it's not. But also, there's this from Axios, just hit the wire. State and county health officials in New York have announced the first discovered case of polio since 1979 in the United States. No polio cases have originated in the United States since 1979. The last time the virus was brought into the country via travelers was 1993. Officials are warning health practitioners to be on the lookout for additional cases. Polio is highly contagious and symptoms take up to 30 days to appear. People already vaccinated against polio have a low risk of contracting it, but health officials are advising those who are unvaccinated or haven't completed their vaccinations to get them done. Based on the polio strain that was detected, officials believe the virus likely originated abroad and did not occur here in the United States. My mom and dad have their polio scars from the way the vaccines were delivered back in the day. Polio was a brutal, brutal disease. Polio was the deployment of the first vaccines to wipe it out. And here we have it again. Y'all, we are in the end times. I got to tell you, I'm reading this stuff. I was like, well, which horse is this? Which scroll, which seal on which scroll has been broken? Because if we got polio on the loose and monkeypox and COVID and everything else, my goodness gracious. But so much of it is fear driven by the media. Because they got to have ratings. 
we're in a ratings business. Y'all know the ratings work. Um, my ratings individually are great, but talk radio as, as a whole right now, uh, is it doing well? There's always a summer lull where people are on vacation. They want to listen to music. They're tired of the doom and gloom in the headlines. They're tired of it all. They want to check out. And so talk radio during the summer, you got uh, people move to sports and they move to music. And then in the fall, the ratings start going back up. Now, my ratings individually are, are, are good. They're, they're, everybody's perfectly fine with my ratings. Talk radio nationally, though, just it's summer months. It doesn't do well, particularly summer months in an election season. People have tuned out. They're tired of the constant talk. They're, they will get back to it. When the kids get back in school, you'll see the ratings start going back up in radio. But it, it's a ratings business. It, it is a radio and television or ratings businesses. Um, it, 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 the press, the, the printed press, the digital press, it's a subscriber issue. It's a click issue. You got to get people to click through. You got to get people to click through for the ad revenue. Uh, in television and, and radio, ad rates are set based on the ratings. How many eyeballs do you get? Fox News tends to charge a lot of money for its ads because it has a lot of viewers. Now, there's been this entire operation on the left to shut it down the advertisers on Fox. If you ever wondered why in the evening Fox News has garbage ads, um, it's because the left has orchestrated a harassment campaign against advertisers and gotten them to take their ads off Fox News at night. They don't want ads on Tucker or Hannity or Laura Ingram or the rest. But they can charge a premium for their advertising because so many people watch Fox News. CNN used to actually be one of the more profitable parts of Warner because CNN was at the time in airports. You know, they, they've canceled their contract. CNN no longer is paying airports for the privilege of broadcasting on those TVs. So you don't see CNN uh, airport news anymore, anywhere. But for the longest time, because CNN was in all the airports, it was a financial calculation for them that they could pay the money to be in all the airports. And with all those eyeballs, they could pay, they could charge more for advertisers, even though CNN itself isn't as watched as much as Fox News in the so-called demo, the 25 to 54-year-old viewer, they were watched everywhere. So they could charge a premium for advertising. It's all ratings-based. And if it's digital, it's click-based. So you have to advertise, Canyon of Fire headed towards the planet, and then bury in the bottom that it's actually no big deal. You have to advertise monkeypox pandemic, health officials on the verge of losing control. No, the people who've lost control are the ones who can't leave them, stay off each other. COVID, the president has it. Breaking news, the president has COVID. We're all going to die. No, you're not. Stop scaring people. Tell people the truth. But there's the other thing here is exercise some freaking humility. Exercise some humility. Be willing to say you got it wrong. Dr. Fauci has never done this. And this is why Dr. Fauci's credibility now is in tatters on the left and the right. Jerome, what's his name? The, the former Surgeon General now coming out, freaked out about monkeypox. You know, dude, keep it in your pants. You'll be fine. 
exercise some humility. You know, I had that guy on when Trump was president. I had on the Surgeon General, and I said, would you please talk about masks? Because for the longest time, you guys were saying, don't wear masks, and now suddenly you're telling people to wear masks, and a lot of people don't think the masks work. Why did you change? And he's like, well, to be honest with you, we were afraid there was a run on, there would be a run on masks, and medical professionals needed them first, and so we had to encourage people not to buy them and told them it wasn't necessary. It was a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. We should have been honest. Yeah, you should have been honest. And now we know the data overwhelmingly shows that if you put on N95 masks and everybody else does, you slow down the virus, but nobody's doing that. And so masking doesn't work. Mask mandates have failed. Even the New York Times is now willing to admit mask mandates do no good. There's no reason for them in offices. There's no reason for them in schools. There's no reason for mask mandates in restaurants or anywhere else. They're not doing any good. The people are getting COVID elsewhere but they can't be honest about it. And I honestly don't think over what they're, part of it is control. Part of it is control. But I honestly think it's something else. And I, I, it's been a while since I've mentioned this. But for a year and a half, our healthcare experts promised us they were going to land this plane. And when they landed the plane, no one would get COVID. The vaccines would keep us from getting it and COVID would go away. And that's not the case. So the result is people are still going to get COVID. The vaccines aren't working as promised. Um, they, they, they don't prevent it from happening, but they mitigate it. And it's taken them a while to remessage so they can land the plane and convince people, okay, we can't land on the runway that said COVID zero. We got to land on the runway that said COVID's still here, but it's okay. Here's why. And as they've started to land that plane, a lot of them and in the media have realized, oh my gosh, the moment this plane touches the ground, people are going to tune out. Hey, monkeypox, let's play up monkeypox. People will keep tuning in. People will keep subscribing. Uh Uh-oh, we got a polio case in New York. Let's play that up and scare the bejesus out of people too. They got to keep tuning in. COVID's over. We see the decline in click-through. We see the decline in interest. Let's find something else. It's a drug. I know this from the early days of Twitter where I was a brain biblical donkey on Twitter and I always knew how I could troll and provoke to get more replies, get more ads, get more follows. And and over time, you got to grow up and realize this isn't the way to build a brand. This isn't the way to be a decent human being in the press. They're not decent human beings. My gosh. They're based on clicks. They're based on likes. They're based on buzz. They're based on hysteria. They're based on fear. There are great reporters out there, brilliant reporters. I know a lot of them in newsrooms around America, but overwhelmingly, the press as a collective is freaked out about the decline of trust in the media and freaked out about the decline of readership. They're freaked out in general about what people view the media as, and the only thing they can fall back on is, let me do clicks, let me do clicks, let me get people to click and click and click and and drive the business, and they click because they they throw off some off-the-wall headline. They want to scare you about the news. They want to sensationalize it. And what's happening is a collective distrust is happening in the country, a distrust of government, a distrust of experts, a distrust of the media, a distrust of every institution in the country. Where do you go to get that trust back? I don't know that you can. But to start with, to start with it, to try to get the trust back, you got to show some humility and say, I got it wrong. And here's the truth now. And I don't know that they're capable of doing that.
So I think the situation gets worse. And what's going to happen? Let's say, let's say, worst case scenario, this polio situation starts spreading. Gonna have a lot of people, great many people, who, if it happens, won't do anything because they've been lied to so much about monkeypox and COVID. Polio is a real threat. And they won't do anything. Why should they? The media's hyped everything. Nothing's come to be. They're the boy who cries wolf. Eventually, when the wolf comes, nobody does anything because they've been lied to so much. You can just see this playing out in real time in this country. And all the people who are to blame have no humility to be able to say, we screwed up. We're sorry. Here's what we got wrong. And here's how we're fixing it. They just would do that. They could fix their credibility and they could fix the situation, but they won't. What's going to happen is we're going to have to have an overhaul of the entire institutional apparatus in Washington. You know, Patriot Mobile wants to make that happen. Patriot Mobile wants to help get good conservatives elected around the country so they can shake things up in Washington. They take a portion of their profits and they give it to the conservative cause, and they got guaranteed service. I mean, y'all, it doesn't matter. They use the same cell towers everybody else uses, so you don't have to worry about whether or not you're getting second or third tier service. They have the same cell towers. They use those cell towers. So what you do is you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, and you can get free activation and become a subscriber to Patriot Mobile. And with the profits you help them generate, you compound your money with the money of other subscribers to Patriot Mobile to fight for the conservative cause, for the pro-life cause, for the Second Amendment cause, for veterans and first responders, for conservatism in general. They are committed Christian conservatives. No other cell phone company can say that, even though some try. They're the real ones. They were designed for this. They want your business. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them 100% U.S.-based customer service. 972-PATRIOT is the phone number. 972-PATRIOT is the number. If you want to call them, tell them I sent you. You get free activation. You get great discounts. If you're a veteran, first responder, a teacher, an NRA member, great discounts. But more importantly, you're doing business with a company that shares your values. You get guaranteed great service from them. And they compound your dollars to fight for the causes you care about. All right. I keep telling you guys that uh, she's a terrible press secretary. Listen to this exchange just happened at the White House. You said it doesn't matter where he got it, but how can it not matter where he got it if that is something that, of course, is involved in contact tracing? This administration has taken it very seriously. How can it not matter? I think what I, what, I, what I was trying to say is what's important now is that he has mild symptoms. Uh, is that he is working from from the residents on, on behalf of the American people. That's our focus. Look, we knew this was going to happen. As Dr. Jha said, uh, you know, when he was when he joined me at the briefing uh, in the briefing room uh, not too long ago, he said, "This is this is uh, you know, everyone was at some point everyone's going to get COVID. What is important is to make sure that you have you get the treatment uh, that is that we have provided for folks. Uh, whether it's uh, get make sure you get vaccinated, make sure you get boosted." Uh, and uh, and then we have Paxlovid that is made available because of this president. So what I'm trying to say is the moment that we're in right now is what matters as we're talking about uh, the president uh, and and uh, and his treatment and how he's feeling uh, and how he's continuing to work on behalf of the American public. Um, that's Jeff Zelani from CNN who asked the question, if the White House isn't concerned about contact tracing, why should any of us be? If they're not concerned about the president in a mask, why should any of us be? She's so bad at her job. My goodness.